Praise the Lord, everybody. What an awesome God we have. I love that song. Very, very powerful. So looking forward to what the Lord's going to do tonight. Um, if you... Um, Just, just buckle your seatbelts tonight. Um, it's not normal what I'm having to preach here, but I have been under an onslaught of demonic attack since Sunday night, and um, just unreal all day long today. Just the attack of the enemy trying to just to fight what's going on. I know he sent extra uh, reinforcements after Sunday night because we broke through the level of attack that he had and we conquered everything he had going against us. And so we are in a new dimension. And he definitely has been... Maybe you've had a wonderful three days. If that's you, I'm happy for you. Praise God. But it has not been that fun for me. And I, I, I was praying for direction throughout the day today, and I knew uh, nothing all the way here. And then during the service, I've been waiting on the Lord, and he spoke to me, I believe, during the song service, and I'm going to preach what the Lord tells me to preach. Okay? And it's definitely to the spirit world. It's definitely to the spirit world. Jeremiah 3 and Ephesians 4. Jeremiah chapter 3. And Ephesians chapter 4, Jeremiah 3, verse 15. It says, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11 and 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ look at your neighbor and tell them don't mess with my pastor now I know I'm in the Holy Ghost because I saw several of you not do it if I'm not preaching to you tonight because you love your pastor I want you to help me preach this message Because God will expose every spirit that's hidden. Tonight it will be exposed. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus. Every spirit of rebellion, every hidden spirit of Tobiah that would hide in the pew. Every spirit of Jezebel, I speak to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the word of the Lord go forth and let every demonic power and every human spirit be subjected to the word of the Lord. I speak in the name of Jesus Christ with the authority of the Holy Ghost, that the man of God that is the pastor of this church will lead this church without fear or favor. And those that are behind him will stay behind him, committed to him. I will draw a line in the sand tonight, saith the Lord. And you clap your hands to Jesus Christ. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. If you're looking for your pastor to shout before you do tonight, you won't be shouting. Holy Ghost is probably the greatest gift. It is the greatest gift that God has given humanity. 
the gift of the Holy Ghost. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. Gift of the word of wisdom, where you, you don't even realize, but you speak about something, and it's talking to someone, and you speak, and the word that comes through you is prophetic to what they're going through, or what they're about to go through. And it's a word of wisdom. It's a gift of the Spirit. Some of you are used in that gift in this building. There's the gift of the word of knowledge, where it's something that you speak, and maybe you had no clue or any, any idea what the person was going through, but you speak, and it's specifically exactly what either has happened, is going on, or will happen. That is the gift of the word of knowledge, and some of you have operated in that. There is the gift of discerning of spirits, where you walk in a room and all of a sudden something doesn't feel right. Everyone seems happy, everyone seems joyful, but you feel a spirit in there that's not right. Everyone else around you says, I'll just lighten up. That's just you trying to be spiritual. It's called the gift of discerning of spirits, where you walk in and certain spirits stand out to you. You don't have to see the people there. You just know they're in the room. That's a gift. Some of you are using that. It's the gift of discerning of spirits. There's the gift of faith where you have this, this unction inside of you that you believe God can do anything. You haven't met a person you wouldn't lay hands on if they had sickness in their body. You have the gift of faith. You believe that God can and God will. Whether God does, it's up to him. But you have that faith that when I pray for you, God's going to do something. Some of you are using the gift of faith. There is the gift of healings where uh, you pray for people and they get healed, not instantly, but because something came through you, something happened in their body, and before long, healing takes place. Healing is gradual. It's not something that happens instantaneously. But when you pray for someone, they start to feel better. Then the next week, they're a little bit better. And the next month, they're a little bit better. That's the gift of healing that was working through you. There is the gift of miracles. That's where you pray and something instantly takes place. That's where you say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And you raise a rod, and you've got no power in your hand at all. But though God splits open the Red Sea, that's the gift of miracles. Several of you have been used in the gift of miracles. You've prayed, and someone was instantly healed. That's the gift of miracles. There's the gift of prophecy, where you prophesy about things in the future and speak about things that are going to happen and prophesy. Maybe it has nothing to do with you or people you know. Maybe you prophesy about some other nation, but God honors that word. There is the gift of tongues and the gift of interpreting of tongues, which several of you know. You've seen it happen in the church services. Someone will start speaking out in tongue. All of a sudden, it's, it's not like someone's normally praying in tongues. It's a forceful, authoritative tongue, and it's God speaking through them. Then someone else over here, even though someone up here may have spoken tongue, God speaks to them what the words are in English. English, if they speak English, what the, what the Spirit was saying through this person, that's the gift of interpreting of tongues, nine gifts of the Spirit. Why are you going to your Bible study on the gifts of the Spirit, preacher? Because the Bible said God gave pastors. And so a gift from God like the Holy Ghost or the gifts of the Spirit, your pastor is a gift from God also. And if you don't believe me, and you don't consider your pastor a gift from God, hell already has its hands in your house. If you do not consider, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost and I feel demons too. If you do not consider, I'm staring at the floor in case some of you think I'm staring somebody down. <laughs> I know people are. But if you don't consider your pastor a gift from God, just like the Holy Ghost is gift for you, or just like a healing God gave you, if you consider him anything less, where it's just something that I can live with or live without, you have already had a demonic spirit in your mind, in your house, and affecting you, and the sooner you shake that thing off and recognize, I need that man to go up there, then I know 
Never before has it been harder to be a pastor. I grew up in a pastor's house. It's easy to criticize, critique, analyze, be jealous of, question, talk about, gossip, complain, envy, doubt, and even slander your pastor. What's the big deal? Oh, nothing. You're just doing that to a gift that God gave you. The first preacher ever in the Bible was found in 2 Peter 2 verse 5. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And for 100 years, Noah couldn't get one convert. Even though he preached, they doubted him. They hated him. They mocked him. And they refused to submit to him. And everyone that ignored him died. That's the very first preacher God sent on this world. I heard a story yesterday about uh, in this very state about a man who was mad because he thought the pastor's son said something to his boy. And so he said to the he said these words, if I ever find that pastor, I'm gonna knock him out and show him who's boss. And the son hadn't even said anything, but he just opened his mouth and attacked the man of God for something he thought the pastor's son had said in less than one year. That man was in a graveyard. Don't just open your mouth and your dinner table because no one's there and no one can hear you. Just the family and you say whatever you want to. I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. I know I'm preaching to not some people, but there are some spirits in here that are on three or four houses and I can feel it. And the sooner you shut your tongue about people. I'm not trying to kill the revival, but if there's going to be unity, there's got to be unity. Not 97%, not 94%, not 91%, but 100% have got to be behind the man of God. And if you're not with me right now in the name of Jesus, you're going to be exposed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Every spirit of rebellion is going to be broken in the next month in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody praise the Lord right now. I know most of you are with me. I'm not attacking you, but I am attacking the spirit world. I can feel it fighting in here. I've heard preachers preach it more than once that you love me as your preacher, but you fired me as your pastor. I've heard this said multiple times. Who does he think he is to tell me what to do? I don't know, just God's gift to you. Soon as pastor preaches on any subject that you don't agree on, then you're absent the next two weeks. People don't, I'm just going to say it, people don't backslide anymore. They just switch churches. And people don't backslide quietly anymore either. They post their way out. Dare you to hide now. Don't move because y'all know it's you. People, when they start backsliding, immediately there's always a problem with the authority. He needs to do this. He needs to address that. He needs to say, you better be careful what you're telling God to do with his man. Because if God agreed with you, you'd be the man up here. Now, when I start preaching for real, now we're going to start to separate the men from the boys now. Because I promise you, if the man of God can't preach on any subject to you, if he can preach on this, 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 and that, and you're cool, but if he gets on this, you're not submitted, boy, God help me. You're not submitted to your pastor. 
If you love him as long as he's encouraging you and saying, I love you, you're a great people, you're a great church, you really don't love your pastor. You've got to love him when he steps on your toes. Because if he steps on your toes and you've got a right spirit, you'll get convicted and you'll get consecrated and you'll get closer to God. But if you get an attitude, you'll back up. Can I preach? There's a world that the pastor's allowed to preach in and a world you're not allowed to go near, pastor. Because you see, even though this is your whole world, pastor, this church is only part of my world. And some people, the job is, has more influence than the church. And I'm not saying quit your job for church. I'm saying when you love and you consider work more important than God. Then I promise you, those people that are in here are very, I guarantee you one thing, they're struggling financially, number one. Number two, why? Because God's not going to let you get blessed overwhelmingly when your attitude is money is my God, and God is, well, I don't know what I'm preaching, but I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to say it like I feel. The TV cannot pastor you. The internet cannot pastor you. The sister you gossip with about everybody in church can't pastor you. Oh, there's a quietness now. Your co-worker can't pastor you. Your last preacher can't pastor you. And your mind can't pastor you. They weren't given to you by God, but God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. That's powerful that they were believing and they were lost. The preaching saved the believers. Romans chapter 10, verse number 14 and verse number 15. I hope you don't think I'm preaching to anybody in particular, but I'm preaching to spirits and they're on me now. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse number 15. The Bible says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? God said, wait, wait. It's impossible for them to preach if I haven't sent them. What about those people? They weren't sent by God. They're not preaching the gospel. Why? Because the next verse says it. And the next word says it. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel gospel what's the gospel it's the good news of the kingdom of god it's the truth of peace and bring glad tidings of good things if they're preaching the truth they've been sent by god if they're preaching the gospel they've been sent by god if they are and you are resisting them you're resisting something sent by god you're resisting god that's gonna get heavy in your heart tonight when no one's around Because when you resist a human, you think it's no big deal. But let me open your eyes to the human that you might be resisting in here. It's the person that God has sent to you. And let me say, while I'm on it, if you love your pastor's sister, but you don't love your pastor's wife. I'm still, I'm going to stare at the ceiling. Don't tell me you're submitted to the man of God, but you're not submitted to his wife. That's not the will of God. God made them one flesh. God called both of them here. He's the head, but she's also his helpmate. And if you're not with her, you're not with him. Am I all right? Oh, I can feel it. 
By the way, I'm staying Sunday. Some of you are like. I canceled Ohio to stay here because I know stuff's going on in the spirit world. The word pastor in the Bible is shepherd. The literal meaning is sh- the shepherd is responsible for watching out for enemies trying to attack. He's responsible to defend his sheep, heal the wounded and the sick sheep, finding and saving the lost and the trapped sheep, loving them and sharing his life and earning their trust. Let me just give you an awesome verse, devil. Amos 3, verse 12. Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear. There's two places. The Bible says the devil is the roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There's two places the lion likes to attack. First place, he said, is the lion attacks the legs. It's what you use to walk. The devil will always go after your walk with God first. What do you mean? Oh, you're too busy to pray today. You're too tired to read your Bible. You can get on the Internet for nine hours, but you cannot pick up your Bible. We're all carnal some days. And the enemy is working. Let me just say this. When, when you start dealing with carnality and I start dealing with carnality, that's a sign that there's a lion near your leg. Because if he can get your walk with God, your daily walk with God tripped up, he can latch on to you. And the word said when the lion gets the, gets the legs, the shepherd goes after the legs. What do you mean? That means when you're not living spiritual and you're cold and carnal, it's his job to make you uncomfortable because he's trying to yank you out of a mouth that's taking you to hell. But if you get mad at him for pulling you out, well, he's asking us to give. He's asking us to be faithful. He's asking us to fast. I noticed Sunday, a lot of you were with me and some of you weren't. Some that weren't were were the ones that weren't fasting. It's very, very easy to see. Just saying. Why? Because when you defy your head and say, I'm not doing that. I'm not talking if you're sick. I'm talking about just because you don't want to. You're saying, please leave me alone, Pastor. I'm hanging out with the lion. And it's very easy. Whether you like me or hate me, it's very easy. And some of you do hate me. It's good. But it's very easy. As the evangelist, very easy. Why? To notice this. Because you reveal outwardly how you feel inwardly. If I can't worship God in God's house because someone else is in the room. Then I am revealing something has my walk. And even though you look great physically on the outside, spiritually, this is how you appear to a preacher. And so a preacher preaches right at you, and you get upset. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to deal with a lion that's latched on to you that you're not strong enough to break free from. And only the word of God, if you let it in, can cut down in there and yank you out. 
Oh, it's in here. And he said, the second place the lion goes after is the ear. Can I, can I preach? If there's someone in your ear talking negatively about the church, about the pastor, about the revival, I don't care they talk bad about me, I don't go here. But if they're talking negatively about what's going on, you better get away from them as soon as you can because they're holding. I'm not, that's what the devil does. He said that, that lion goes for the ear. You'd be surprised the people, the preachers in this ear, but hell's in this ear. And they've got the deer in the headlights look when the spirit starts moving and they can't worship and they can't respond because they've got two voices in the same head. I'm talking to you right now. And when the presence of God moves and most people find it easy to give God glory, they sit there like, I can't do anything. Why? Because there's one voice saying, come on, break down, get spiritual, let your, let it go, get connected, get involved. And there's another voice saying, I hate that. I refuse. They talk bad about me. They let me down. I'm bitter. I'm angry. And now you sit there in the spirit. I'm talking to you now now when the spirit moves and you don't know what to do why because there's a lion on your ear you better pray right now that god would get that ear of yours free from every voice every spirit every influence that would take you the wrong direction and if you're the one talking you better close your mouth before you get cancer said that in my life but God is not playing tonight laugh mock joke watch all you want to you'll be watching from the wrong side of the line when this thing is over well it's revival we're excited you know what Elijah told Ahab during the revival when the rain was coming I said you better move and run why because if you sit there you'll drown in the revival You'll drown in the very blessing of God, the very move of the Spirit that's causing you to go from this building to your new building, that's causing people to start flooding in. It's packed like you saw 20 people get the Holy Ghost Sunday. You saw 27 all year last year. You had 10 get baptized Sunday. You had 9 get baptized all year last year. If you sit there and watch and don't be connected and don't get involved, it's like sitting there and drowning in a revival. I don't want to be the one that has to get out of the way because God's got someone to replace me who can out-worship me, out-love the pastor more than I do, is more submitted than I am, is more connected than I am. I don't want to be a tear. I want to be a wheat in the field of the harvest. I hope, Frankfurt, you know I'm not preaching to any human, I am preaching to the spirits. But if you're offended right now, I am preaching to you. I don't know your name. I don't know where you are. But if you're offended, I am preaching straight at you. Because if you truly love your pastor and you truly love this church, then when a man talks about revival and about your pastor, there ought to be 100% of you that says, yes, I'm submitted and I'm ready and I love this. Let's go forward. But if you're sitting back like that, the devil has your ear.
pastor pulls, shepherd yanks on that head. Come on, come on, come on. Don't act like that. Come on, don't go there. Don't talk like that. Don't fellowship there. have this written down but I'm going to say it if someone in the church if their opinion is more important to you about your future your ministry your destiny than his opinion and his message if you go to someone and start analyzing and criticizing everything he says You've made them your pastor. The problem is, they're not going to stand before God on judgment day for your soul. What are you going to do then? He's going to stand before God on judgment day for your soul. Why are you preaching so hard? Because there's a lot of demonic spirits in here right now. Oh, no, there's not. Yeah, I'm preaching to you if you think there's not because you're not connected. Anytime revival explodes where a 50-year record is broken where people are getting the Holy Ghost and miracles start happening and Sunday night the power of God was so thick and it's going to get even stronger starting tonight and tomorrow and Friday and Sunday. It's going to go to another. This has to be preached. Why? Because I felt in the Holy Ghost establish his authority in the eyes of the people or they do not go forward. If Joshua is not accepted and received as the man to take down Jericho and everyone said Moses was him, that Joshua was not going to do anything, nothing happens. They sit at the place called where Og was the king. Og's name means rest and relaxation. And he was the last enemy to the promised land. And he was huge. He was a giant. Read the size of his bed. And the last enemy a church will fight before they take the city is a church. The spirit that says, just chill where you are. Relax how you are. You don't have to be more consecrated. I'm in it now. You don't have to get more in. You don't have to be more involved. Just relax. It's the spirit of Og. And it's the spirit that will keep you from your destiny. But if you want to have what God has promised you, you've got to get behind this pastor and say, whatever you say, let's go, baby. I want to be involved. I want to be connected. I want to be with you to the end. Billy Cole saw over a million get the Holy Ghost. I'm sure most of you know that. Billy Cole was powerful. Billy Cole was in, I think it was Singapore or Thailand or somewhere one time in Asia. And they're having a business meeting. And they're talking about the finances that were coming in. And Billy Cole said, we did this with this. We did this with this money. We did this with that. And two men stood up and said, we think you're lying. We think you didn't do with the money what you said you did. And Billy Cole hit the table. He had knew Billy Cole. He said, I am not lying. And they said, we don't believe it. And they got up and walked out. And when they walked out the front door, lightning struck and killed both of them right in the front of the door. 31, 32 years later, there's still a hole in the ground in front of that door. All because they said, we don't believe what you say 
you're doing. If Ananias knew that was his last service, he wouldn't have had his attitude when he did. And if Cain knew that was his last altar call, he wouldn't have worshipped the way he worshipped. Your pastor needs your defense. Not just in your spirit, verbally, outwardly, publicly, privately. It... What are you saying? If your spouse starts talking about him, you should say, don't talk about the man of God. He's our pastor. We're not going to do that. You'll be gone before long. Because if the man of God cannot preach the word and be the leader for your soul for eternity, a revival like this you will not last in. I'm losing more and more of you as I'm preaching, but I'm still preaching to all of you right now. I hope you're still with me. I don't have a divided house, but I do have a spirit world that's stirred. Last night, I felt strongly here in prayer that God was going to start removing the masks. And every spirit hiding is about to be exposed Every spirit of rebellion, every spirit of pride, every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of Jezebel, every spirit of Satan that's sitting there putting on a facade, acting like you're connected when you're really hateful. That spirit is going to be exposed. Part of your job as an evangelist is to preach stuff you don't want to preach. But if you don't do what God says do, then God removes you. So you have to do the will of the Lord. And the will of the Lord tonight is to tell everyone in this place, I am drawing a line in the sand. I am establishing his authority. Whose side are you on? I'm just going to tell you in case you think he's been talking to me. Only thing, he's been gone to Florida. And just now on the platform, all he told me was how great you were, how awesome you were, how much behind him you were, how much they loved him, and how much you loved him. I didn't say a word to him about what I was preaching. He loves all of you, and most of you love him, and you should love him and his family. You should love all of them. You should... But help me tonight, so God, in the name of Jesus, if you do not agree with what I'm preaching, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that angels come to your house to remove you from this assembly because the power of the revival that's coming needs 100% unity, 100% unity, 100% unity. In Ethiopia, they saw the church go from around 100,000 to over two million in just three or four years and they asked the superintendent after it went to two million what do you guys pray for all the time revival the harvest he said we've not prayed for revival once we've not prayed for the harvest once but every day for hours we pray for unity Why? Because if you want a Pentecost experience where a breakout like 3,000 get the Holy Ghost in one day, there's a very important thing you need to know. They were in one accord. They were in one mind. They were unified in one place. 
If you want the suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. If you want that in your church, there's got to be a connection to everybody in here where we're in agreement. Drop your rock. Drop your grudge. Drop your hatred. Drop your tongue. Drop your mouth. Drop what you've been saying. Repent tonight. Repent right now. Don't let another day go. Don't let another altar call go. But deal with it now so we can have 100% unity for the revival that God has promised. Let's stand. I realize, I realize I have preached very strongly, and I don't mean to hurt any of you. But I told God I didn't want to preach this on this platform. It's not comfortable. And I said, if it's your will, I said, remember, Lord, when Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come to you on the water. I said, Lord, remember when he asked you basically that you, you, you could get him on the water. You had the authority. And he said, if it's you, give me that authority to do what you do. I said, God, if it's your will, when I start preaching, give me authority like I've never had. And I'm telling you tonight, I feel authority over every spirit in this place. I feel dominion in the spirit world over everything. There is nothing out there that could come against this church right now or this leadership that would succeed greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world i sense in the holy ghost that there are angels all around the building right now on the outside of this building there are angels all around and they're listening and they're watching and if you respond right they go home with you and if you don't they let you go home by yourself Well, I love Pastor. That's good. Still make sure your spirit's right right now. I love Sister Jordan. I'm sure you do. Make sure there's not a spirit near you. Make sure there's not a voice near you that would get in your head. Make sure you don't joke. Make sure you don't jest. Make sure you don't say anything. Why? Because you don't want to be... Every head bowed. Every eye closed. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that every heart and every person would repent. If I've ever said anything, I repent. In the name of the Lord, if I've offended someone that has the right spirit, I repent. But if I have preached the word, God, which I believe I have to the, the best of my ability with all of my heart and soul and mind and strength, I pray you break every wall down, every stronghold, every influence, and I pray against every lying spirit, every spirit of deception, Every spirit that would get in someone's head. Cut ties with whoever and whatever. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I preached another one tonight. But if I'm preaching to no one, why is there such an attack? Why is hell so interested in tonight's service? Why is the spirit world so active for a Wednesday night?
Why wasn't the spirit world this active on Sunday night when there were miracles? Why is the spirit world so concerned with authority and submission? Because hell knows the power of submission and authority. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Hell knows the power of submission. It gives you access to rebuke any spirit attacking your house, your mind, your spouse, your kids, your finances, your health. When you're submitted, it gives you authority. The altar is open to everyone in the building. I'll preach more positive tomorrow, I promise. I'll be easier for you to handle tomorrow, I promise. I'm very uncomfortable up here, but I know that I've got an angel behind me, and I know the anointing is on me, so I know I'm in the Holy Ghost, as uncomfortable as I am. I have to preach this. Please do not hate me as a person. If you choose to do so, that's your thing. But please submit to the Word of God and deliver yourself from destruction that you cannot see. Everyone, please look up here. I've asked God for the meaning of this all day, and it just came to me. I don't mean to stop the altar call, but I need to tell you this. I was driving to the airport this morning. My wife flew in, and my baby boy this morning. And I was driving to the airport to get them. And about 10 miles from the airport, a car in front of me swerved. And when he did, he was trying to avoid something. This big red plastic strip came flying at my car, and it stuck to my car. And, it was, and for 10 miles, it was hitting my windshield right in front of me, like, a, like crime scene tape, only it was red. And I couldn't stop. I was in the middle of the lane. It was, it was hitting me a windshield over and over and over. I just drove all the way to the airport. Where when I stopped, I got out, and on that red tape were the words, were the, was the word over and over and over, danger, 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 danger. I immediately started praying, God protect me, God protect my wife, God protect my baby. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know how a piece of plastic flies in the air. It's, it's, I, I drive for a living. It's never happened. Lands on your car, it stays on your car right in your windshield. For, I pray, I said, God, what all day long, what, what, who's in danger? Who's in danger? What's going on? I kept the plastic in my backpack. I pray, what's going on? What does it mean? And just now it came back to me. The person that's in danger. Is the person that's defying this message. Warn them tonight. It's closer than they think they are. Make sure your spirit is right. 
every head bowed, every eye closed, and everybody, including me, let's pray right now. David said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew within me a right spirit. If there's something near my house, protect my house. If there's something near my wife, protect my wife. Near my babies, protect my babies. Near my family, protect them. If there's something near me, protect me. If there's something near this church, which I know there is, protect every person that's praying for real right now out of their heart. Every person that's being serious, I pray protection over them. Every person that's ignoring, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. When that thing hit my windshield, I was praying and I was interceding for this revival. I had been praying for about an hour and I was interceding for this revival. And when that thing hit my windshield, I was in the middle of intercession. And that's why I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's connected to this church. I feel people are praying. People are praying. I feel unity in here right now. I do feel unity. This is good. If you're unified, would you help me pray right now? Would you take authority right now over your house? Every man, would you take authority over your house? Over every spirit that would come at your family? Every, every single mom, take authority over your house right now. In the name of Jesus, mom and dad, cover your kids right now. I'm sorry if you're upset, but I'm not that sorry because I can feel an angel behind me right now. Pray in the spirit. Someone pray in the Holy Ghost. Someone begin to pray in tongues right now and begin to take authority over every demon that's had a place in your mind had a place in your house had a place in your living room take authority over everything in your car every person at your workplace over every human spirit every demonic spirit every spirit if there's someone that's in your ear and it's been distracting you from getting connected to the church remove them tonight disconnect from them tonight make your pastor your pastor again with your prayer there it is people are helping me now i feel unity now i can feel some warriors praying i can feel some intercessors throwing down i can feel some men praying it down right now i can feel the weight of the prayer i can feel the prayer world i can feel things stirring up in here right now Somebody ignore everyone around you and throw down in the spirit. Pray whatever God tells you to pray. Rebuke whatever God tells you to rebuke. And handle your business. And take authority over your mind. When you feel, 
like you've covered your house then I want you to, in the spirit to go to your pastor's house right now in prayer and start praying for your pastor and his wife and his kids and their family members, their parents, their grandparents, their, their cousins, everybody. I pray their brothers and sisters, everyone, pray a hedge around them. Pray a hedge around Bishop Price. Pray a hedge around Pastor Jordan. Pray a hedge around them in the name of Jesus that God would strengthen them, that God would lift them up, that God would give them what they need, that God would refresh them and they were all of one accord in one place and they were in one accord in one place one accord in one place one accord in one place and suddenly and suddenly there came a sound that was a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Let that happen in Frankfurt. Let that happen at CLC. Let there be a revival that rocks this city. That rocks Indiana. That rocks this nation. Let this thing go national. Let this thing go global. Let this thing be seen all over the world let this thing begin to move beyond the grassroots and above the surface of the ground and get noticed in the atmosphere of heaven because hell already notices it so something must be up God if hell notices this then heaven has to notice that something is going on here and I pray in the name of Jesus that you would lift this church up above every Everything around it, everything in this city, everything, draw people here, draw them here by your glory and by your power and by your authority. Let it get to the place where all the man of God has to do is raise his hands like Moses did and victory starts coming down the valley to everyone that goes to this church I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give Phil Jordan such authority that every time he raises his hands for a situation or a person in this place when he lifts up his hands and calls their name out that you would give that person victory that you would give that person peace that you would give that person the help that they need the angel that they need when he lifts up his hands and calls on their name I pray God you would strengthen them I pray you would help them but if he lifts up his hands and complains to you about them I pray you would remove them
Some of you are like Joshua. You're fighting in the battlefield. You're warriors. Keep doing what you're doing. Fight for your pastor. Fight for your church. Be faithful in every area of your life. And some of you are like Aaron and Hur, who held up the hands of the man of God. That's the intercessors. Intercede constantly. Lift up him and his family constantly. Pray a hedge around them constantly. If you can get the warriors and the intercessors unified, you will have a victory. The enemy was Amalek when they were in that valley. And when Moses had his hands raised down the, up on the mountain, down the valley, Joshua would kill those enemies. Amalek means flesh. And when the man of God had his hands raised, flesh was subdued. But when the man of God was getting tired from constantly having his hands raised for everyone else, Amalek would defeat Israel. So it took people lifting up his hands and then people fighting with all they had. And when you mix that with the man that you've got, who has the creativity that he has and the mind that he has and the direction that he has and the skills that he has, but most importantly, the love for you that he has and the compassion he has, he's not going to get up and preach what I just preached. He's going to say, oh, God, please help him. God, please help him. God, give him one more chance. God, move forward because he's a pastor. But as an evangelist, your job is to say what God said. When he raises his hands, I'm giving him dominion. Who is on the Lord's side? Can you grab your neighbor's hand right now? And can you help me pray in the name of Jesus Christ? Are you ready? Can you help me pray for unity? Can you pray that God would unite everybody in here? That God would unite us. One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. A threefold cord is not easily broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for unity. I pray for unity. I pray against everything in the present, anything in the past that would keep people from unifying. I pray in the name of Jesus that mercy and grace and the love of Jesus would unify everyone right now, that every rock would be dropped, every grudge would be let go of. Every spirit of hatred would be disconnected from. I'm going to tell you something. I consider this church 
in the last couple of years, I go all over and I, I, I get to blessed by God to be in very powerful places. And then I get used by God to go to places that are not so powerful to expose them to this apostolic ministry. And I am telling you, your power in the Holy Ghost has gone through the roof. I, this place is so, this, it's so powerful. You, you know what I'm saying. The atmosphere is so powerful. If this church was not this powerful, I wouldn't dare go on a subject like I just preached tonight. Because I would be building up their faith in a revival that's not existing. Because they had to get all these other concepts, faith and miracles, and be exposed to apostolic everything from doctrine to demonstration before they can get this kind of authority. But because you are this powerful, I believe God told me to preach this because you could handle it. And if you'll receive with meekness the engrafted word of the Lord, I promise you it's a key to more authority in your own life and in your own house. If you're tired of praying and the Spirit's laughing while you pray, if you're tired of rebuking devils that don't leave when you rebuke them, if you're tired of speaking against things and they don't move because you don't have authority, get what I'm preaching to you right now. Submit to your pastor with everything you have. Submit to this church what God has for the future in your house and then go rebuke the devil at your house and see what happens. I feel him now. Go rebuke that spirit. That spirit won't get near you. Why? Because now it's got to go through your covering to get to you. But if it's getting to you, you're not covered. Hear me in the spirit. If you want protection and you want God's covering, submit to God's man. I feel like there are demonic spirits in a lot of houses that are very nervous right now. Because their authority, if it gets attacked tonight with what's going on by your submission, their authority will be trumped by your submission to God and God's man. And they will not be allowed to speak in your sleep. I rebuke every devil attacking your dreams, attacking your kids. Every demon attacking your baby. Get that spirit out of your house and submit yourself to the man of God. I rebuke every nightmare. I rebuke every... There's a spirit attacking some of you. It's like end time war. The spirit of Islam that's attacking your sleep and you're afraid of it. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Some of you are dreaming about snakes left and right coming at you. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Some of you, every time you go to sleep, bears are attacking you. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every threat, every accusation, every fear, every worry every doubt every demon every spirit of suicide and torment and guilt and shame in the name of Jesus oh clap your hands all ye people and shout unto God with a voice of triumph Somebody, let Lucifer hear you magnify Jesus. Let the devil hear you worship God in spite of what you've been going through.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to stop prayer. We're going to pray again. We're going to have another thrust of prayer here, but there's three things that I need to tell you tonight. I have my wife standing here by me because she's been with me for the last 72 hours, and she's been by my side in a very, very busy time. First of all, I have not spoken to him other than a short text message dealing with how he's going to be taken care of this week. And Sunday night, he came into my office, and I'm going to tell you what he said about this congregation and about this church. This man preaches on platforms. He just left a conference with 5,000 people before he came here. He preaches in churches far larger than this church with several hundred and thousands. He doesn't need to be here. It's not because we pay him more than they do, I promise you. But he told me Sunday night in my office that out of all the places that he travels, that this is perhaps about the third most powerful group of people and that he looks forward to every time getting to come because of the power that is here. So I don't want you to think that what he said a few minutes was just trying to build you up. The second thing I want to tell you is he does not know this story, but my wife does because she was with me today. He opened his message tonight and made a statement, and I turned to Brother Danny, and I made a statement to Brother Danny wherever he's at because I wasn't sure if he was even aware. We landed in Charlotte today on a leg of our journey here. Let me back this story up that a few months ago, I was dealing with a situation. And someone contacted me and suggested that I pack up and leave town. And if, is that right? And if I didn't pack up and leave town, and if I showed up to preach in this pulpit the following Sunday, that they would meet me in the parking lot and that I wouldn't be able to walk away. I didn't respond, except I showed up on Sunday and I preached the word. And I went to God against, I went to God in prayer against them and against their spirit. We landed in Charlotte today, and I say this humbled. We landed in Charlotte today, and I received a message. Please pray for, because he has stage four cancer. The doctors can't do anything about it. What did he say at the beginning of his message? The third thing I want to tell you is that Saturday night I was on the platform. And there was such a powerful presence of God here. And it was so easy to see. And the Lord, I was seeing in the spirit realm. And what I was seeing in the spirit realm, for a moment in the flesh, it could have disturbed me. But there was a sense of peace and comfort came over me. Because the Lord showed me literally, physically, in a vision form. I had no intention of sharing this with you, but when this was preached tonight, the Lord showed me in the spirit world the powers and the spirits that hold together. And the Lord said, they're, they're only forceful when they are together. 
But in the spirit realm, I literally saw, did I share this with you that night, Saturday night, that in the spirit, the Lord said, let me back up. A few months ago, I was about to make a decision. This man had no clue that I was going to make a decision. Rev, if I, if, I'm not, if I don't tell this correctly, I want you to come correct me. A Sunday afternoon, he called me on the phone. He said, the Lord spoke to me. And the Lord told me to call you and tell you this. He said, the Lord said, do not smite the rock. Speak to it. If you smite the rock, I will remain silent. But if you speak to the rock, I will smite it. I spoke to the rock instead of smiting the rock. Saturday night, the Lord showed me in the spirit realm, the Lord showed me the enemies of God that were together. And he said they're only powerful when they are together. But through prayer and fasting, I will divide them. Is that what I said? The Lord said, I will divide them. And they will have no power. I stood right there. The Lord said, ignore it. Preach to those that are behind you. Have revival with those and let God divide them. I want to say something over this congregation tonight that God is about to release us into a revival that we have not seen. We already are there. We already entered that dimension on Sunday. 20 receiving the Holy Ghost. 10 baptized. This is not the end. This is only the beginning. Tomorrow night, I'm expecting God to show up in this house. Friday night. I've already been receiving phone calls where people are going to be here. Sunday, I already have people lining up, getting ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. We are in for revival. And it's not going to stop there. It's going to keep going and keep going and keep going. Now, if you believe that, why don't you just give God the highest praise you can give Him with whatever energy you have left tonight. Magnify Him and receive what He has for you right now.